time for Americans to grow up and become financially responsible. Let's talk about something important. If you're in it for the money, that's not a bad thing. Do you realize how much money he just saved us? This is The Financial Physician with Lou Scatigna. The Financial Physician. It's the fastest hour in Money Talk Radio. It's also my pleasure to see to it that decent, hardworking people in this community aren't robbed blind by a pack of money-mad pirates. This is financial advice you can take to the bank. He's your money man. Show me the money. Your source for straightforward, no-nonsense financial advice. Bring me your money questions because I'm here to help. And now, here he is, the financial physician, America's money doctor, Lou Scatigna. Greetings, my friends. How are you? And welcome to today's edition of the financial physician, Lou Scatigna here, certified financial planner and your money doctor each and every week, twice a week on our two podcasts, our Sunday upload and today is Wednesday and our Wednesday midweek podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's start off talking about good fortune, uh, if you're uh, fortunate enough to have it. Uh, and we saw last week that somebody won, one person won, uh, I guess it was the Powerball or Mega Millions Lottery, $1.08 billion. Pretty nice, pretty nice. And uh, many of us bought a ticket for that, and we had a few weeks worth of fantasy. Uh, and it kept rolling over, and that's why the um, that's why the jackpot got so big. But let's talk about if you are fortunate enough to win uh, a lottery. Now it doesn't have to be a billion dollars. It could be fifty thousand. Could be a hundred thousand. Could be a million or whatever. Uh, what's the first thing you need to do? The first thing you need to do is shut up and not tell anybody about it. I know it's hard. It's really hard to do. Uh, you want to tell everybody about your new fortune and how fortunate you are, how lucky you are, and everything else. That's not what you want to do. Now, last year, um, the last time the uh, Mega Millions was over a billion dollars, I was interviewed by Town Square Media for an article on this. Uh, Town Square Media was the, the the parent company of WOBM, who I where I had my radio show for 23 years. So often they would interview me on different financial topics. So they came to me and asked me what to do. Now, little did I know that that, um, that, that uh, article was going to be plastered all across the country. I thought it was just going to be on the website uh, for WOBM. It was on, a, I think, every Town Square media website across the country. And I think Town Square has like something like four or 500 stations. So it got a, got a lot of legs. And the first thing I said, as I said before, is to shut up, not tell people about it. And that's real difficult for people to keep the news to themselves. Um, but it's a life-changing event, and you got to be careful because you don't know what's going to come your way. Uh, you can't let people know of your fortune. You know, you see people, they come out three days after the, the win, and they're on TV. And that's probably the biggest mistake you can make because you're not mentally prepared for the onslaught of press you're going to get, as well as people want to take advantage of your fortune. Uh, but key people can't resist their moment in the spotlight and they want to get out there and tell everybody about it. Uh, and they want to be on TV. We all have fragile egos. They want everybody to know how rich we are all of a sudden. Uh, bad thing to do. Because that's going to bring unwanted calls from financial advisors, from accountants, from uh, family members you never met or never even heard of before. Uh, people that want you to invest in their business, um, Stockbrokers, lawyers, I mean, they're going to come out of the woodwork for you. Now, 
you need good advisors, no question about it, but you don't want people calling you up, you know, every day, you know, all times of day and night. Uh, but you want to surround yourself with a great team. Uh, it's important you do that while you're quiet about it, before you tell the world about it, uh, is you want to get yourself a great accountant, a great financial planner, uh, and a great lawyer that have experience with things like this to make sure that you're counseled properly, uh, you don't do anything without vetting it through your personal committee. And that's what it is, a personal committee. Now, you know, if you win hundreds of millions of dollars, I mean, obviously you can afford the best of the best. And that's what we're talking about here. Uh, so the key here is to shut up, put together a team, and then have the team, including a media consultant, obviously, you need that as well. Uh, and with that team, do not do anything. Do not talk to anybody. Do not commit to anything without bringing it uh, to your team first. Now, the first question that probably comes to mind when you win a big lottery like this is, do I take the lump sum or do I take the annuity? Uh, and most people take the lump sum, and usually I advise to take the lump sum. And why did I say that? Because, A, the entity paying you, whether it's the state uh, uh, or a national lottery, what if they go bankrupt and you become a creditor? Who knows what's going to happen over 30 years? The annuity payout is 30 years. And uh, anything can happen in a 30-year period. And if you invest the money right, money doubles in seven years. So let's take... Um, the, the, the recent Powerball jackpot, $1.08 um, billion. If you took the cash uh, payment, it's going to be something like $517 million. So if you double it, what is it? It's a billion thirty-two thousand dollars So in seven years, you will have more than if you took the annuity payments. So in 30 years, think how much more money you would get by investing the lump sum properly. Now... Um, there's a few caveats here. A, you have to be, you have to trust yourself uh, that you're not going to blow the money. Now, it's pretty hard to blow $500 million. But, you know, if you win a lottery for 4 or $5 million uh, and you take the lump sum of, say, 2 or $3 million, you know how many people blow it all within five years? It's all gone. Uh, so, uh, of course, if you have any vices in your life, drug addiction, gambling addiction, uh, or anything else that you can think of that would be a vice, maybe you're better off taking the annual installment because if you blow it all, next year you're going to start from fresh again with another payment down the line. Uh, but that that's real important to make sure you know who you are because having all that money can be bad. You know, winning the lottery c could ruin your life. It really could. And in many cases, it ruins family relationships. Uh, because everybody wants money from you and maybe you don't want to give it to them. Or maybe you don't believe that uh, they're deserving of it. Um, it can lead you down a dark path, as I said before, if you have vices. Um, but uh, I suggest, for the most part, uh, taking the lump sum. Now, so we're going from a billion eight to 517 million, but we're not done yet whittling away at this jackpot. There's taxes involved. <laughs> Uh, and you know that Uncle Sam is your partner. Uncle Sam uh, is going to get almost as much as you are by the time it's done. And let's and we'll talk about the states in a second. But you know the maximum tax bracket right now is thirty seven percent. So uh, that's going to come off the top. Now they're going to withhold. I think they withhold uh, 
20, what is it, what is it here, uh, they withhold, they withhold 25%, but you're going to owe 37%, so you have to come up with some more money, you know, so be aware of that, and then depending on the state you live in, some states don't tax the lottery. Now, the winner of, there was only one winner of this billion dollar lottery, uh, and it was in California. Now, you know, California is a one of the worst states for taxes. But when it comes to lottery, they're actually the best because they do not tax lottery winnings. Now, here in New Jersey, if you live in New Jersey, they do tax lottery winnings. So if you add the state tax to the 37% federal tax, you're looking at almost half of that money gone. So the 517 became, what, 255. Still, nobody's going to cry for you. Uh, you have $255 million, whatever it is. Uh, uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll get by just, just fine. But realize that, you know, you have a big, big tax liability here. Uh, and, um, you know, if you take the lump sum payout, uh, it's all going to come out, the, you know, all at once. But you ever watch that? Uh, my wife loves watching this show. The My Lottery Dream House. With that, with that, that flaming guy. Uh, what's his name? I don't know. He's obviously gay, uh, and uh, my life. My wife loves him, uh, and, but he takes people around that won the, won the lottery and buys them their dream home. Can you imagine giving that guy a call and say, "I just won a billion dollar lottery"? Uh, you know, a lot of those people are looking for five hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollar homes. Uh, I'm looking for um, uh, maybe a eighty million dollar home. Uh, I'm sure that real estate agent, he would like that. Uh, he would like that account, wouldn't he? Uh, so uh, winning the lottery, it's a great thing in most cases. Uh, and if you take uh, the lump sum, I think that's the best uh, best option for you. But most importantly, make sure you get good advice and you have some good advisors. And first and foremost, keep quiet about it. Uh, Sunday's podcast, which uh, hopefully you all listen to already, uh, uploaded. Uh, we upload every Sunday morning, no later than 9 a.m. Uh, this past Sunday, I had it up at 7 a.m. So go to Podomatic. Make sure you follow us. That way, as soon as I upload it, you'll get an email and you'll know when it's available. Uh, or uh, leave your email address at thefinancialphysician.com. Although my guy, my, my webmaster there, by the time he gets it out, it could be a day later or the next morning because it's Sunday. Uh, so the best bet is to be uh, a follower of the podcast at Podomatic. Uh, and I opened up the show talking about the Federal Reserve launching FedNow, which is an instantaneous uh, uh, way for financial institutions to move money between each other. And I said that this is the beginnings. Uh, it is the infrastructure to bring about central bank digital currencies. And it's coming. I mean, it's coming faster than you think. And uh, I believe it's very similar to the beast system, the market of beasts that's uh, talked about in uh, the Bible and Revelation. Uh, and the beast system uh, is based on the world, the people of the world accepting uh, two technologic, te- technological components. And one of them is uh, a recognized digital ID to replace the cards in your wallet And the second thing is globally recognized digital money to replace the cash in your wallet. They don't want you to have cash. You put these two technological achievements together, and that's the foundation of the global beast system. And they're going to say it's voluntary, uh, at least for a while. 
Uh, and then you're either going to be coerced to go into it or you're going to be forced to go into it. Because if you can't transact business with anybody or you can't get paid by your company because it's going to pay you in the digital currency, you're pretty much screwed and you're going to have to go into the system. And eventually they're going to make it mandatory anyway uh, to do so. And one of the ways they can do that is by devaluating cash. Uh, what do I mean by devaluing cash? Uh, they could say for every dollar you put convert to digital currencies, we'll give you a dollar twenty in the digital currency. So you got a twenty percent increase in digital, and you get a twenty percent decrease in the value of paper money. That's been postulated by some pretty smart people out there as a way of coercing uh, people to look. You're going to get twenty percent more on your money. It's worth considering, right? Uh, so one way or the other, we're going to be in this system. And there's a company out there that's already pioneering this, and it's called WorldCoin. And on um, uh, uh, the um, recent article in the, um, the Gateway Pundit is entitled World, WorldCoin CEO, Global Digital Currencies Tied to Global Digital ID Will Soon Be Required Whether You Like It or Not. So they're pushing this. This is the globalists. This is the Luciferians uh, that are moving towards one world government. And, and, and I think a Satanist uh, system here in the United States. Uh, and we can get into that a little bit, bit later. Uh, so he warned, uh, the CEO of WorldCoin has warned that the global digital ID system will be ushered in for citizens around the world, whether they like it or not. And WorldCoin has developed a system that it pitches as the world's largest identity and financial public network. Essentially, the company has created a database that links digital cash or central bank digital currencies with a digital identity system. The company has created its own form of digital money called WorldCoin Token. Linked to WLD is another of WorldCoin's products, WorldID. WorldID is a digital identity system that collects biometric data for individuals and holds it in a database that links to uh, WLD transactions. WLD is short for WorldCoin. And WLD and the World ID are connected and accessed via the company's World app. So this is already in place. Uh, the biometric situation uh, and, uh, and the digital currency. So, you know, you go on your computer or whatever, it's going to recognize your either fingerprint or your iris or your picture or the way your face is construed. Uh, and it'll know it's you. Uh, and then you'll be able to transact online or through world, kind, uh, world uh, app uh, business that you have to do. And it sounds convenient, right? Like a Venmo or something like that. But as I said many times in past shows, it's just a way to control you. It's a way to monitor you. It's a way to punish you. Because they could say, look, you know, you're buying too much cigarettes or you're buying too much alcohol. Your, your digital coin is only going to allow you $100 a month for liquor purchases. Or they can control your political activities, organizations or candidates that you donate to. They could label them as insurrectionists or felons uh, and say that they're against the state. They're treasonous. You can't, you can't give money to them or you're part of the whole scheme. You see how, how it goes? And they'll know every dime you spend. Now, um, Christine Anderson, she's a member of the uh, European Union Parliament uh, from Germany. And she says that this is a way 
that they're going to be able to create and enforce 15-minute cities. Have you heard about this before, 15-minute cities, where uh, you can only travel within 15 minutes or 20-minute walking distance of your home? And the way they're going to control this is with biometrics. They don't need fences and gates. They're going to know exactly where you are. And if you go out of your, your area, you start getting hit with fines right out of your account. Or they'll shut your account down altogether where your digital currency will only work within a certain geographic distance from your house. Do you see how insidious this is and how controlling this is? Uh, it's, it's really something that we all have to be worried about. And virtually every Western country is moving towards this. And most Eastern countries and developing countries. I mean, more than 150,000 participants have already signed on in Spain. Um, and they're getting 20,000 new signups a day. Portugal already has 120,000 people signed up for digital currencies. Um, plans are already in place to install a number of orb scanners in Barcelona with more cities to follow. So uh, uh, this is happening. Now, they're not being honest with you about how quickly this is happening. But my guess is that within two years, um, we're either going to be, most people will be using the system uh, or we're going to be forced to use it. Now, I want to play for you um, what this person, this uh, par- uh, person in a European Parliament, a representative from Germany, had to say about these 15-minute cities. What does a 15-minute city mean? Basically, a neighborhood where you can reach everything you need within a 15-minute footwalk, a doctor, a grocery store, and so forth. However, if you now fancy another store, and it does not happen to be in your neighborhood, you won't be going to that store anymore. Total control is what we're talking about. Once they decide you're no longer allowed to leave your 15-minute immediate area, they don't have to fence it in or anything. It will be done via digital ID. With the social credit system, kind of something like that. Compliance. Yes. And there's pilot projects already going on in Bologna. It's called the Bologna Wallet. And in Vienna, it's called the Vienna Token. It's voluntary for now. And it's only pretty much enticing people to get some tickets for a little less or something like that to go to theater, something like that. But soon there will be a time you don't have a choice anymore. You have to have this digital green certificate, this QR code, whatever. And then... Uh, let's dive deeper into this company called WorldCoin. WorldCoin is co-founded by Sam Altman. The head of the company OpenAI, which is behind the AI-powered chatbot ChatGPT. So, all right, what can go wrong here? Artificial intelligence coupled with uh, biometric uh, world ID and digital currency. Uh, I don't think nothing can go wrong here. According to WorldCoin's executive, world ID or something like it will soon be mandatory for anyone who wishes to partake in the day-to-day functions of society. World ID uses iris scanners that require a person to have their eyeballs scanned to prove their identity. And while that idea may sound like a dystopian nightmare to some, people in several southern European countries, notably Spain and Portugal, can't wait to give away their iris biometrics as proof of identity and the right to use a cryptocurrency transfer system. Uh, so uh, they're telling you right here, who would know better than these people who are developing this stuff that it soon will be mandatory for anyone who wishes to partake in the day-to-day functions of society. Uh, this is crazy what's going on. I mean, everything's crazy nowadays. We, we, we're at peak insanity. 
between everything we talk about on this program, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but people, it's amazing how people are so willing to give up their freedom. I mean, we saw it happen in COVID, right? People willingly went home, stayed locked up. Uh, they brought out an experimental gene therapy. It's a vaccine. It's not even a vaccine. A vaccine, you take dead virus, you put it in somebody's body, they make antibodies against it, and that's a vaccine. When the, you get infected, you have the antibodies, it kills it. I have a degree in microbiology. I understand this stuff, believe it or not. Uh, but what this stuff is, is it's gene-altering, gene therapy uh, that is not a vaccine at all. And uh, apparently, from all the data that's coming out now, it was not effective. People got COVID anyway. Uh, and many people had vaccine injuries, sudden death, myocarditis. Um, one doctor is saying now, post-vaccine, that he's seeing 10 times the cases of myocarditis. And uh, a day doesn't go by that I don't read about uh, a young man or a woman who's you know, playing sports in college or something that doesn't drop dead from a heart attack or has a stroke or has blood clots and things like that. Well... It was announced uh, just today, uh, I'm, I'm taping this on Tuesday night, that LeBron James' son, 18-year-old son, playing basketball, had a heart attack. This is not normal, people. It's not, it's not normal. We know it. Uh, and it's really affecting young people. And they're still pushing the vaccine. I just can't believe it. I mean, you want to talk about a world out of control, uh, it's one thing after the other uh, for the last, um, last few years. All right, let's take a quick Are you break. currently we'll retired right or planning messages. to retire in the next five years? Hey, Lou Scatigna here, certified financial planner, personal finance author, president of AFM Investments. Why not join me for a comprehensive financial review at my downtown Tom's River office? Banks are paying virtually nothing, and the stock market has become a risky casino. But there are ways to achieve reasonable returns without taking on big risks. Let me show you how. During our meeting, I will determine your net worth, find ways to maximize your income, and minimize your taxes. I'll review your estate plan and discuss strategies to protect Protect your estate from nursing home costs. Managing your finances is more complicated than ever, but you don't have to go it alone. So make your no-obligation appointment today by calling 732-905-8100. That's 732-905-8100. Securities transactions through Lee Baldwin & Company, member FINRA and SIPC. Registered advisory services through Argentus Advisors. Jersey Shore Septic and Sewer, a family-owned and operated premier septic installation and repair company with more than a decade of experience in the septic services. Jersey Shore Septic and Sewer provides full-service maintenance and cleaning services, pumping septic tanks, repairing broken sewer lines, cleaning of grease tanks for restaurants, as well as real estate septic inspections, repairs, and installations. Phone 732-600-8721 or go to jerseyshoreseptic.com to learn more. Jersey Shore Septic and Sewer, top quality work at the most affordable rates. Welcome back to the Financial Physician Podcast. Lou Skatigna here, Certified Financial Planner. We get together twice a week. We do the main podcast uploaded Sunday mornings by 9 a.m. And I do everything I can to have the midweek podcast up uh, either Wednesday afternoon or early Wednesday evening. So uh, to be notified, follow us at Podomatic. Uh, just uh, click follow and you'll get an email every time we upload a podcast. And, 
you know, we're not on the radio anymore. So the only way our podcast grows is by you, by people like yourself, uh, listeners who enjoy this program, sharing it with other people that may benefit by it. Uh, we talk about things that are not talked about on mainstream media or uh, you have to go to the internet. You have to go to alternative media to get this stuff. And um, and I try to uh, curate and bring you the most important things, I think, for the week, uh, financial, political, socially, culturally, uh, and all these things are going downhill very quick. So on a financial position, we talk money, markets, politics, and anything that affects your life. So make sure you share the program, send it to your email list, put it on your social media, any place you think uh, where people uh, will discover our program here. Thanks so much for that. I love your emails. My email address is lou at thefinancialphysician.com. If you have a personal finance question I could help you with or a comment on the program or something you want me to cover on this program, just let me know at lou at thefinancialphysician.com. I answer each and every email. If I don't, it went into junk or if something happened with it, uh, just send it again. Uh, and I, I got to keep going back to my junk file. I, I've been reticent to do that. I've just been uh, dropping the ball on that. I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to do that uh, shortly after I'm done broadcasting here just to catch up to see. Sometimes for some reason, uh, when somebody uh, emails me at lou at thefinancialphysician.com, uh, it gets dumped. If that happens, uh, maybe uh, you can use my alternative email, my business email, which is lou at afminvestments.net, lou at afminvestments.net. And if I don't return your email, if I don't respond to it, I didn't get it. So just send it again. All right, let's talk about, I meant to talk about this on Sunday, I just didn't get to it. And this is, again, our woke culture at work. um, And this involves... uh, uh, Jason Aldean's song, Try That in a Small Town. Uh, and you've probably heard the song or you heard the hubbub about it, uh, is that this song, which is very, I think anything but controversial really, uh, is being treated as racist. I mean, it's amazing. They, they, they could make anything racist these days. They can make your dog racist. I mean, really, it's, everything's racist. Uh, and that's how they attack conservatives all the time. You're racist. Well, what do you mean white racist? There's nothing about race in this at all. And um, what the music video is, it features uh, Jason Aldean. He's singing in front of a government building. looks like a courthouse with an American flag on it. And the video incorporates footage from various protests, including those associated with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Uh, and he shows videos of them burning things down, attacking police cars and all that kind of stuff. And he goes on to say that, you know, that stuff wouldn't be tolerated in a small town. And the media reaction, of course, was unhinged. Now, this came out in May. It's the end of July now. So what sparked it all of a sudden? I don't know. I I guess maybe it was a video coming out. Um, And uh, so the left, they came out and started attacking it. Uh, Variety's uh, Chris Willman explains in a story titled, Jason Aldean already had the most contemptible country song of the decade. This video is worse. Aldean's Try That in a Small Town is close to being the most cynical song ever written. The Daily Beast published one of the most high-profile criticisms of the song in its article, Jason Aldean catches heat for racist pro-gun lyrics, a modern lynching story. Now, they say it's a lynching story because... The video was filmed in front of a courthouse where in 1927, apparently a black man was lynched. Now, since then, there's been a plethora of videos shot in front of this courthouse. 
including Disney's Hannah Montana, uh, a Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh, and nobody made a big deal out of the fact that they were shooting in front of this courthouse where a lynching took place. Uh, you see how they do it? It's just amazing. Uh, so they're trying to cancel him. And of course, like everything else the left is trying to do and the woke corporations are doing. Oh, by the way, CMT, uh, Country Music Television, the video thing, canceled him. They took off the video. Another company that doesn't know who their customers are. Good old boys from Nashville. I mean, it's just ridiculous what they do. And of course, by them having this whole hubbub about the song, the song's rocketed to number one. Everybody wants to hear it right now. I'm going to play part of it for you. uh, And then um, you tell me if you think this song is racist uh, and is uh, is promoting lynching. Do you think that is racist? Uh, I didn't hear anything racist about it. Now, maybe you couldn't hear the lyrics that well, but I'm just going to read the first couple of stanzas of this. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk. Carjack an old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool? Well, act like a fool uh, if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think you're tough? We'll try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long. For you to find out, I recommend you don't try that in a small town. Got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that blank might fly in the city. Good luck. Nothing about that sounds racist to me. The reason why the left doesn't like this song is because it celebrates small-town America it celebrates conservatism. It celebrates flyover country. That's what they hate about it. They don't want you living that small town life. They want you to live the craziness of the city. Uh, and they went crazy over it. Again, it backfired. Just like Bud Light, you know, brings this transgender spokesman on it. Well, look what happened to their brand. Uh, it's done, basically. Disney, with their wokeness. Oh, by the way, the Barbie movie that's coming out right now. It is all about LGBTQ stuff. Uh, I wouldn't send my kids there. Um, and then uh, now they're they're attacking um, uh, the sounds of freedom, uh, the movie about child trafficking. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, but these people are insane. They're evil, and I I mean evil. We have evil in the world right now, and I have said this on this program before. Evil's been unleashed. The, the gates of hell are open right now. The people running the world, 
uh, all this gender stuff going on, mutilating kids. I mean, this is this is satanic stuff, uh, and, uh, and and people are upset. Because Jason Aldean has a story about a small town and how you wouldn't get away with that crap uh, that they did in the city. Um, oh, by the way, while I'm remembering this, I don't want to forget this. Look, did you hear the New York City officials agreed to pay $13 million to violent 2020 Summer of Love protesters and rioters? That's right. 1,300 protesters are eligible to be paid $9,950 for police action during their violence, looting, arson. Property destruction, riots following the death of George Floyd. So these people are being rewarded for burning down cities, in this case, New York. 450 businesses were damaged during the 2020 George Floyd protest. And this does not include payments to roughly 300 protesters who awarded nearly $12 million in individual lawsuits against the city. I mean, doesn't this encourage people to do this? I didn't see cops beating anybody. You trying to tell me that 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 sixteen hundred people were assaulted by cops? I didn't see any of that. And in the day of the cell phone camera, we would have seen that. Uh, this this is just totally outrageous. Um, and it's nine thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars. Talk about being rewarded. And how about the people in January sixth? They're in jail right now without a trial. I mean. Not only are these people not charged with arson, attacking police officers, uh, destroying police cars, setting fires, but they were largely peaceful protests, right? And now they're getting rewarded. Not only do they don't go to jail, they get paid $10,000 each. I mean, it's ridiculous. And what is New York Police Department accused of that they're paying all this money out? Corralling protesters into spaces where they could not escape. Crowd control during a riot. Uh, beating protesters with batons and fists. Why do you give a police a baton? Tell me, why do you give a police a baton? Not to use it during a riot? Or when they're being attacked? Throwing protesters to the ground. Oh boy. These aren't protesters. They're rioters. They're arsonists. They're violent criminals. Using pepper spray indiscriminately, can't do that. That's worth 10000 to you. Uh, and it ultimately arresting many of the protesters without lawful justification and without fair warning. You got to warn somebody before you arrest them in the middle of a riot? Meanwhile, Trump supporters are serving time in prison for walking into the Capitol on January 6th. Everything's backwards. Everything's backwards in this world. Now, Jason Dean, a couple days later, last Friday, did a concert, and he ain't backing down, and he ain't apologizing to anybody. Good for him. This is what he had to say uh, at the beginning of his concert last Friday. I'll tell you guys, man, it's been a long, long, long last week. It's been a long week, and I've seen a lot of stuff. I've seen a lot of stuff suggesting I'm this, suggesting I'm that. Here's one thing I feel. I feel like everybody's entitled to their opinion. You can think, you can, you can think something all you want to. It doesn't mean it's true, right? So, what I am is a proud American. I'm proud 
There's those MAGA Republicans again. USA. USA. Uh, best thing to happen to Jason Aldean. Most people never even, many people never heard of his name before. Now everybody knows who he is. His uh, song is number one. Uh, he's more popular than ever. And that's what happens here. Everything backfires on these people. Bud Light, Disney, now him, and we can go on and on. Uh, it just backfires and it just just helps them. Now, I mentioned before about this this movie out, Sound of Freedom. Uh, and it's about a guy uh, used to work for the government and now is uh, he rescues children from child trafficking rings uh, in Central America. Uh, you would think that that would be uh, an admirable movie, uh, but no, 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 no. The left of this country is totally against this movie trying to discredit it, uh, telling people not to go see it, giving it terrible reviews. Why? Why would people uh, want to push an agenda whose goal is to have children kept in captivity? It's kind of sick, don't you think? Now, Trump uh, uh, screened the movie at uh, Bedminster last week, and I think he had 500 people there. They all stood up and clapped at the end of it. Grown men were crying and everything else. And, and the left in this country are trying to suppress this movie. As a matter of fact, YouTube, YouTube is um, uh, censoring people who are reviewing the movie on YouTube. You believe this? I mean, how could anybody be against this unless you're a demon? And you're listening to a theme here the last few weeks, right? Uh, these are demons. And I call them demon-crats, but they're demons. Uh, they're part of it. That's the only reason that you would be against this. Uh, a movie that rescues kids from sexual trafficking. And it's worse than that. It's not just trafficking of children. It's torture, satanic rituals with children. And it's so prevalent. And as I said on Sunday's podcast, is that the U.S. government is the last leg of child sex trafficking now. 85,000 kids that showed up at the border, underage, and I mean young, under 10, they show up by themselves. And in their pocket is the name of somebody. And the U.S. government just releases them to that person's name, right, without vetting them, and then they disappear. You don't think a good portion of these kids aren't being abducted for child pornography, child sex trafficking, torture, and God knows what else. And that's what this movie's about, is trying to prevent that. And uh, the left in this country is, by the way, Disney sat on the movie. This movie was made five years ago. And when Disney merged with um, with Fox, uh, they just put it on the back shelf. They didn't want to release it. And now it finally got out. And it's, what did it do? $100 million at the box office so far. Why? Because people attacking it just gave it the publicity it needs. You know, there's an old saying. There's no such thing as bad publicity, right? And they got the best publicity they could ever imagine. They've made so much money now that they're giving out free tickets just so people get to see this. 
But how can you be against this? It, it's just, these people are monsters. Uh, and uh, this crazy transgender crap, uh, it, it's, it's entered every aspect of our lives right now, uh, including the military. Um, uh, a new Department of Defense memo that got out goes into great detail on the topic of transgender uh, military members. Remember, you know, until uh, Biden is the one who allowed transgender back in, you know, Trump stopped it. Uh, first, the first week, Biden, you know, allowed transgender people to join the military. Uh, so they went to great detail on the topic of care of service members who identify as transgender. If this doesn't get your blood boiling, especially if you're a veteran, um, uh, a veteran of a, of a war that you actually fought in, like uh, Middle East, Iraq, uh, Afghanistan, Vietnam, Korea, um, this will, this will make your blood boil. This document, which is not classified but has a long has long remained unavailable to Americans, is being published for the first time for public consumption. Somebody got a hold of it. This is not voluntarily being disclosed. The 35-page memo details the enormous perks granted to service members who identify as transgender. Uh, and um, there's some pictures of some of these people that are in the military. Oh my God! We're, 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 if we have going to a real war, we're in trouble. So here are some of the highlights found in this memo. Taxpayer-funded, remember this, this is taxpayer-funded, care, quote-unquote, uh, for transgender service members include speech, voice therapy, cross-sex hormones, laser hair removal, voice feminization surgery, facial contouring, body contouring, Breast chest surgery, genital mutilation surgery, and psychological counseling. Trans, uh, service members who identify as transgender may receive a waiver for grooming and uniform standards. So they, they can look like anything they want, their hair and everything else and their uniform. Service members who identify as transgender may receive an indefinite waiver for physical fitness standards. This waiver often becomes de facto permanent, uh, a de facto permanent situation, and a transgender identifying service member just has to renew the exemption request every six months. So they um, don't have to be in shape. Uh, no physical fitness standard for them. Service members who identify as transgender will be considered non-deployable for up to 300 days while taking hormones for their transition period. Again, given that these hormones are often required for life, this may render the transgender identifying service members as permanently unable to deploy. And if we have a shooting war and guys don't want to go and fight, they're fearful, they're just going to announce that they're transgender and they won't be deployed. Boy, that's great for the U.S. Army readiness. I'm telling you, what is going on in this country? It is ridiculous. The United States military is facing its worst recruiting environment since 1973 when the conscription era ended and the current all-volunteer force was formed. Well, who wants to join the military when you got all these transgender wackos running around? You got a woke military. Uh, you got forced vaccinations with experimental drugs. It's almost like they're purposely trying to render the United States military impotent. 
this this is outrageous. And again, if, if I was um, if I was a veteran, I, I'd, I'd be steaming at this. And this dep- the Defense Department memo makes it clear the U.S. military in 2023 represents represents more of a social welfare and social justice program than an entity purposed with defeating an aggressive army. And this is as we're getting, they're bringing us closer and closer to World War III, world, war with China, war with North Korea. And this is the priorities of the U.S. military. It's just outrageous. It just doesn't end. Anyway, we're out of time. It's just so much to talk about here each and every week. That's why we have two podcasts. The main podcast goes up Sunday morning by 9 o'clock at thefinancialphysician.com or just go to Podomatic and follow the show. Uh, And Wednesday, we have up by Wednesday evening, Wednesday afternoon, uh, the shorter 40-minute or so podcast, uh, the midweek podcast. Thanks so so much for joining us. If you want to get in touch with me, my email is lou at thefinancialphysician.com. Anybody who wants to come in for a no-obligation financial appointment and review, call my office. More Now more than ever, it's time to get professional advice. 732-905-8100. 732-905-8100. See you Sunday on the next edition of The Financial Physician. And just remember, I'm not far right. I'm just right so far.